This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director of Influencers Global Ministries in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I'm broadcasting from our home office here with our founder, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Thank you. Good morning. And uh, we just uh, love to see where the Spirit leads us on these podcasts. And uh, we, we sometimes we tell stories and testimonies. And other times we're just chewing on things that come in front of us. And uh, today we wanted to talk about something that might seem somewhat obvious, but it, it seems worthy of, of talking about. Um, a young person the other day uh was we were talking about some things in the world today and how truth is getting distorted in, in today's culture, Rocky, and um, and it was and I was talking about God's word as our authority. Mm-hmm. If you're a believer, then God's word is is your authority, and and it has all the answers that you need about even tough issues in life. And this young person said, "Well, is the word really that relevant today? I mean, wasn't that written in ancient times for another culture?" And I understand that. You might think that, you know, and, and I think there's a there's a the devil is trying really hard, I think, the accuser or the he's trying to distort the truth and make people think it's not relevant mm-hmm. today. And so so it just kind of got me thinking about the power of God's word and, and the importance of God's word in a believer's life. And I and I honestly, Rocky, I think it's the power behind a, a guy who goes through the journey or a girl who goes through the journey. That's the power of transformation is God's word. And the things that we're teaching them is just getting into God's word and journaling and all that. So so I just want to, kind of wanted to get us to have a little dialogue about God's word and how important it is and uh, bless anybody uh, minimize it, you know, in, in, in this ministry, you know. Right. So, so just throwing that out there, what are your initial thoughts? Rocky? Well, the initial thought I would have is, this, is, is this young person a believer? Because uh, if they're a believer, then they're cut, cutting off the source of God's direction, uh, which is the Word. Mm. And by saying that, you know, it's irrelevant uh, or it's antiquated or whatever they want to use nowadays to discredit it, uh, they would also say be saying it, that God is antiquated, God is not relevant, and and God is not needed. And so you have to ask the question: If we got a God who wants to speak to us, and and by the way, if you will look at the number of times where God said, "Write this down," mm-hmm. in the Bible, He uh, He inspired this Bible. He is the author of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had people that took dictation, but he is the author of it. Mm-hmm. But you see, the problem, Brian, is not the society who is challenging the relevancy of it. This is nothing new. This has been going on since the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is called evil. Evil is always trying to sow doubt uh, and accuse and to, and to misdirect. And, and in the church, the body of Christ, believers, if we don't understand that, then we're going to be defeated at the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is spiritual warfare. And uh, so it's very important for us to stand firm in, in, uh, in not only our belief and practice of God's Word being our guide, we need to convincingly help other people see that. And... And you and I have seen that by the number of transformed lives that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Seen marriages transformed. We've seen cultures tr- transformed. We've seen churches transformed. 
homes transformed, reconciliations. Even after all of the counseling that was done and all the other things that people do to try to break down barriers and work problems out and reconcile, it was only until they got into the presence of the Holy Spirit guiding and leading that comes through the instructions we get through God's Word that we began to see changes and transformation. Mm -hmm. So is it relevant? Well, we've got tens of thousands of people right now that will tell us, yeah, Mm -hmm. we know it's relevant because we have been a part of this discipleship process that emphasizes the Word of God as our guide. Mm. Well, and... and, uh and I've had other people who who just said, "Well, I read God's Word every morning, but it's just kind of dry, and I don't really get much out of it." You know, there's all different, and and I think there's just a missing component there that they of of maybe either their heart or the Holy Spirit's not present. You know, they they haven't totally surrendered to God, maybe. But uh, but let me back up a little bit. You you were you were talking to a group of men uh, that I sit in on in in our prayer group, mm-hmm. and I asked you to give a little nugget and. Uh, you were talking about God's Word. Why don't you kind of recap what you share with them, and then that might lead us into our answer on this. Whole sure. Thing. Well, you know, I, uh, God's Word is uh, is is the, there's the spoken word, there's the written word, and there's the incarnate word. And the spoken word is when you can see it in Genesis one three. Uh, right in the very beginning, and it says, and God said. Uh-huh. So, and then he said, let's separate light from darkness. Okay. And, you know, the whole creation account was because of his spoken word. Mm-hmm. And then we see a, a kind of a gap in there uh, uh, from the standpoint before it became the written word. And then I think the first account we see that uh, that we have someone now who is writing God's word is Moses. And the first five books of the Bible were written by Moses. Mm-hmm. And even writing the law down, mm-hmm. and writing everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah starting to yeah. write things down. That's... And then you look at Jeremiah and you see the same thing where God says, write this down. Mm-hmm. So you see that all the way from there to Revelations when he says, write this down. Mm-hmm. And so there's write this letter to the seven churches. I mean, mm-hmm. the written word is is from God through people to people. But there's something else, and that is the incarnate word. Mm. And the incarnate word is what we read about in John, uh, first chapter. You might want to read that. Yeah, let me read it real quick. We've got it right here. In, right in the beginning of uh, the Gospel of John, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Yeah. So, you know, now we have another name for God. <laughs> Word, <laughs> and uh, and then let's talk about what it says a few verses down from that. Um, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we've seen His glory. Glory is the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So here we have the Word of God was mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. and and then it goes on to say, and the Word became flesh. Yeah. And dwelt among us, and that's why we have the incarnate Word of God. So, Jesus, yes, absolutely, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And so, so what we have is the spoken Word of God. We have the written Word of God, and we have the flesh of God, the incarnate 
mm. Word of God, the one that became flesh. And and by the way, the incarnate Word now opens the relationship up with God, mm. because He bridged He bridged the great chasm between man's sin man's sinful nature and, and, and the sin of mankind. Mm. God built a bridge to us to give us the ability to have a relationship. And that bridge is called the Word, mm. Jesus Christ, the incarnate Word, mm. Jesus. And it was his life and his death and his resurrection that gives us the ability to have that relationship with him. But he also gave something else. And it has to do with understanding God's Word. You know what it is? The Holy Spirit? Uh-huh. <laughs> he said that. He says, and when I leave, I will leave you a comforter, mm-hmm. and he will teach you the things I've taught you. He will bring to mind. He will teach you. He will instruct you. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit is known by many names, and one of them is comforter, and the other is teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he teaches us. He uh, he will take the scriptures that we read, and you, you talked about it just a minute ago. You said it seems so, you know, bland. Yeah. I don't get anything out of it. Well, you're reading it with your mind. Yeah. You know, it's, you, you're looking at it as a novel, maybe. And it's so, it's not like a, a theme that would have a novel with with a central character and, you know, the, the mis- mystery and all of that. I mean, it's a, it's something that you have to study. Mm-hmm. Scriptures have, have something you have to study to really understand it. But you see... If we do not have the Holy Spirit guiding us there, then we will not have the understanding that, that we need to have to interpret it and then apply it to our lives. And so the incarnate Word left us His Spirit, mm-hmm. and it's His Spirit who we abide with. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus said, abide with me and I'll abide with you, and He's talked about that in John 15, he already knew that he was going to be crucified, and he knew that it wouldn't be long after that he ascends to heaven, and the Holy Spirit would come. And he was saying the same thing as if when he says to us, abide with me, when he's also saying, abide with the Spirit, because we're one and the same. Mm. Well, let me ask you this. Can you be abiding in Christ if you're not in God's Word? Uh, no, no, because why? The Word of God is Christ. Yeah, but I think this is the thing that people are missing. Uh-huh. Do you think that? I mean, well, I think they have, this way you approach it, Brian. If you think it's a, if it's a, a continuous study of God's Word from the standpoint of let's just say you're pouring over the Scriptures every day, you're pouring over it over and over and over, uh, and you're trying to create knowledge, theological knowledge, uh, that doesn't necessarily uh, mean you're going to be abiding. Because there's a there has to be a transfer mm. of knowledge to the heart, mm-hmm. and the heart is it's a heart connection. It's what the it's what the the roadmap called God's word leads us to, but the Holy Spirit helps us understand it and connect with it. It's the intimate relationship with Christ, the incarnate Word now, that makes the written Word come alive. Mm. You know, I have, I have a friend who uh, went through the journey years ago, and 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 he's doing a great job. He's led many journey groups, and he's and he's doing good work. But he called me the day and he said, "I finally understand your love for God's word. Like it's like 
he'd been doing all these things and doing a good job, but but it, but it finally really came alive, and he, yeah. and he started getting a new excitement about reading God's Word. Yeah. And so it's interesting. It just kind of caught me, in, you know, like, wow. I mean, so I don't know what where he was before, but he was trying his best to lead people and all that. Well, but, let me tell you the correlation of that from my own life. life. Um, because uh, I was involved with uh, other discipleship ministries before the journey, and uh, and they were they were all driven by the word. They were all about uh, verse memorization. Uh, they were about studying God's word. Uh, you know, even keeping a journal. I mean, there were they were what I would call the disciplines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was something missing, and as a result, there was something missing in the connection with it. It became an intellectual endeavor, and as long as I had a group and they were accountable to me and I was accountable to them, then we would stay with it because it was about proving ourselves to each other, right? Mm-hmm. But there was something missing, and um, and the Word was not really coming to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was something that was being done because it had to be done, but not because it, I loved to do it mm-hmm. or they loved to do it. Some of it was desperation, looking for answers because of some time of life that I was going through. And those trials drove me to His Word, and those and, and the guidance there uh, opened my eyes to a path, and then trusting Him and taking that path and seeing Him, him lead me built my faith. Mm. But it still didn't quite help me understand what was missing until I began to read and study and understand John 15. Mm. about abiding in Christ. And so when that began to occur, then the relationship, the intimate relationship began to occur. And coincidentally, the love, the absolute love of the Scriptures began to grow. Mm. So I think that that's what's missing. I think that, I think that we have a real uh, strong uh, intentionality in the absorption of, know, of the knowledge of the Word but not necessarily with a relationship with the incarnate Word. Mm. And until we get that right, um, the other's not going to really, really uh, stand out as as well. Well, and, and I feel personally, I feel like journaling is one of those tools that you you were inspired to mm-hmm. put in the journey that really helps people bridge that gap yeah. between their head and their heart, where the Word starts coming alive and they start applying it to their life and they start making it their own. And it starts becoming a conversation well, as they're reading God's Word. Well, let's talk about that because, you see, when you say journaling, a lot of people say they don't really understand what we mean by journaling. So I think it's important for us to okay. s- describe that because, you see, you could say, well, I'm, I'm going to keep a journal and I'm going to have an account of God's an- answer, my answer prayer for God. Okay, that's a journal. Sure. And then you have another one. I'm going to keep a journal and I'm going to do a study of the Beatitudes and I'm going to write down the things I learned there, and that's a journal. But what we've done is that we've given people an acronym called STAR, S-T-A-R, that when they journal, uh, it, it, it unfolds like this. S is for the scripture that's been read. Uh, T is the thought that's conveyed in that scripture. A is the application that scripture makes to your life, or our life, or my life. And finally, and this is the the other big component that we need to remember, because to this point, God has spoken. The R, S-T-A-R, the R is reply. 
a response. Because this is where we say, oh, yes, Lord. I see what you're saying to me here. I understand this. And we pray back a conversation with him. He speaks to us. We pray to him and we create conversation. This creates conversation. And when we create conversation with God, we create communion with God. Mm -hmm. Communication, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is where we are drawn into this intimate relationship with Christ. The Word of God, we can't get there without the Word of God. I mean, Mm -hmm. Word of God is our guide, Mm -hmm. but we can't just be parked out and not move forward into the relationship. You can stay in the written. You can you can hear all kind of good preaching, spoken word, written word, but unless you get into the presence of the incarnate word, which is Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, the intimate relationship with him that we have in abiding, we will not truly understand the depth of God's written word. And that's when it starts becoming your life when it starts becoming a part of your life, yeah. you know, and, and working its way out into your real life, right? I mean... I think so. Yeah. And, of course, you know, uh, I think that there are probably some contrary opinions out here, and I imagine there are some seminarian uh, professors that might take issue with it. And, and believe me, all I'm sharing is my experience with the, the many years that I have felt that the Word of God was more than just knowledge. Mm. And it was, it was more than just the, the, the Greek and the Hebrew studies and the understanding of it. It was more than that. It was not just about knowledge. It was about where that knowledge would take me. Mm-hmm. And to be able to get to that point was not knowledge as much as it was surrender. Mm-hmm. To surrender myself so that he could take over. Yeah. And, and yeah, a treasure, like it's a treasure hunt. You're, you're believing that you're going to find something. You're seeking by faith that yeah. he's got something to say to you. And he rewards that kind of a search, that kind of an earnest seeking, I think. Yeah. Do you remember that Indiana Jones movie about the seeking the chalice? I think it was. Uh, yeah. There was this great chasm, you know, and it was kind of like, oh, how am I going to cross this? And he was reading the, the signs and the codes and everything. He said, you know, the penitent man, you know, he was able to go in, and if he didn't bow down, he'd have his head cut off. You remember that oh, part yeah. in the movie? Yeah. yeah. And the last part was how you get across this gorge. You're just going to have to step out in faith. And when he stepped out in faith, all of a sudden there was this platform that caught him. Mm. And he threw some rocks over it. You remember that? Yeah. And then he could see, okay, yeah, this is camouflage. I didn't see this, but I had to step out in faith. Mm. We can follow all the the signposts and and the guides and everything else that gets us to a certain point, but it's going to be that stepping out in faith and surrender and trust that's going to move us into that intimacy. Yeah. With the with the incarnate Word of God. You know, I, this is part of my testimony, but when I went to a Promise Keeper conference in 96 and got fired up and wanted to, but I had no idea what it meant to be a Christian. I mean, after I'd heard all these powerful speakers talking about it, I had no idea how to live it out. But someone said, you need to start reading God's Word. And so I'd wake, set my alarm 15 minutes early and I'd get up and I didn't know how to read God's Word. I mean, to, before that, it was just like I said, an encyclopedia or something. Right, right. And I just flipped open God's Word 
which is an unorthodox way to read scripture. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be in whatever book of the Bible. And so whatever chapter it fell on, I would just read one chapter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, it was very innocent. And I was try, I, I, my heart was in the right place. And God honored it. Yes. Even that unorthodox way to read. And I started believing, oh, my gosh, he's got something to say to me. I mean, like, and, and there would be things that I was dealing with in life. And even in, I'd be in the middle of Micah or some, or Nahum or, you know, <laughs> and he'd have something for me that would apply to my life. Yeah. And, and he made sure I, he guided me to those things I needed to hear. And it started building in me this love. I started looking forward to my mornings because I wanted, couldn't wait to see what he was going to show me the next morning, you know. Yeah. And so that just, to me, shows me the power of God's Word. Well, 2 Timothy 3.16 gives a testimony of that. It says, all Scripture is inspired by God. It's profitable for teaching, correction, mm-hmm. and instruction in righteousness. That's right. Now, righteousness means to be in right standing with God. Mm-hmm. Get that now. Righteousness is not perfection. Mm. Righteousness is to be in right standing with God. Mm. God's Word leads us to a right-standing relationship with Him, mm-hmm. relationship with Him. And so it leads us, but it is not the relationship. It's the, it leads us to the relationship. Mm. We can't get to the relationship unless we go through God's Word, but we can't just park out there and think that that's where it is. It requires that extra step of trust and moving into the intimacy, the intimacy that we find in the incarnate word. Is that is that almost like the R in the star method? It's kind of like what are you going to do with this, mm-hmm. you know, where you know, cuz he usually has something for us to do. He's got he's got an assignment for us or or something that he wants us to put into action and we have to be obedient to that. Well, I do believe that and I shared this this morning and I know that we are a discipleship ministry and we have a discipleship process. But I, I, I believe that we're less of a discipleship ministry and more of a, a ministry that tries to get men and women into a place where they can be discipled by the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, uh, the transformation occurs at a, at, in the intimate relationship with Christ. And I believe that he does make the scriptures and all other things come alive when, once we have that intimacy with him. Mm-hmm. You know, years for years, I, I did use discipleship material that was very extensive in Bible study, very extensive in things that uh, you would look at almost in a seminarian way. Uh, but I think that, that myself as well, many, many others would have been better prepared for the, the wonderful discipleship material that we had that were given that dealt with the written Word of God, and all the understanding of that, if we had had the foundation of that sweet relationship we have with the incarnate Word of God, Mm -hmm. the relationship, the intimate relationship with God welcomes welcomes the disciplines into our life that that are found in the Scriptures. You know, I was I was thinking about something. I think it pertains to what we spoke about last week in our podcast. When you're in God's word, sometimes things seem to, you know, be contrary to one another or contradict one another. You know, and it can be confusing if you were if you didn't have the Holy Spirit helping you in the mystery parts. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's parts of Scripture that are mysterious, and we're not going to fully understand in our flesh everything He's trying to say to us. Right, and we got to be okay with that. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, we're going to be okay well, with things yeah. we can't figure you know, out. You know, you know it's kind of like a, I've said it all along. you got boundaries uh, that we have in the journey. And it's like a football field. And one on the outside boundaries is called philosophy. And everything inside that the boundaries are, is theology. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I have read some things that Jesus would say to his disciples. And they scratched their heads. And they didn't understand, what in the world are you talking about? And he wouldn't explain himself. He would just say, trust me. Mm-hmm. And then later on, he would explain what was going on. Mm-hmm. Or they would see it or understand it. They would make a connection. And that's what a disciple does. A disciple doesn't necessarily understand everything he's seeing here, but he believes it. Mm-hmm. And so there are so many points of view uh, that different uh, denominations have, as an example, their doctrines. And and they will polarize themselves and say, we're right and everybody else is wrong. And I can't go there. I can believe that Everybody has got a real aspect of truth because it's written in the in the scriptures. Everybody's got their their theology and their doctrine based on the theology that they're parking out on. Mm-hmm. But I believe that there's more that we don't understand that we can believe, still believe, because it is in the scriptures. It is theology. We can believe it, but not understand it, and that's the miracle. Now, what I've found is that it oftentimes takes life experiences or time of life for those mysteries to be unpacked for me. Mm -hmm. So at age 74 years old, I understand mysteries now better than I did when I was 54 years old. Some of the things that back then that were, I don't know, I believe it, but I don't understand it. Now I think, hmm, I'm I'm starting to understand that now. Mm -hmm. And it takes time. But you, there's no less belief, mm-hmm. no less trust in God's Word. Well, you know, we, uh, the other day I was trying to explain our ministry to a, another lady who was doing some work in the Middle East, you know, and she said they were looking for discipleship materials. and But she was kind of wanting to know our credentials and, you know, I'm sure, you know, where where were you trained at seminary and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And, and you and I talked about it briefly, but it's kind of like, we just guide people to God's Word. You know, we just keep pointing them to, to God's Word and trusting that the Holy Spirit's going to enliven things. I mean, everything in the journey is God's Word from start to finish. Yeah. It starts with an allegory, which if, if you didn't know better, you might think, oh, well, this is someone's vision. No, but it's just God's Word in allegorical mm-hmm. format, you know. But, yeah. but uh, don't you think that's kind of that's the crux of this whole process is get, just getting people into God's Word and letting the Holy Spirit start bringing them to life? Well, Brian, you know, it's interesting that Jesus had the same thing uh, happen when he called the the 12, which one dropped out, but the 11 mm-hmm. around him. They were ordinary men. Right. They were fishermen and tax collectors. And, I mean, they were just ordinary guys. They were not seminarians. They were not, uh, they were not high on the political. <laughs> I mean, they were not anything, really. They just ordinary guys but for some reason or other he was the one that he he they were the ones he wanted to use because of something and I, I kind of think it's because they were ordinary guys yeah because you see when ordinary guys are used by God there's no debate about who's 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 doing what right and that's the case with us right is that we're ordinary guys 
Mm-hmm. I was a businessman for 35 years. I have a love for the Lord. I do. I, I love the Scriptures, and I have studied the Scriptures in depth, um, and and I live by them. Uh, but the fact is, is that credentials. The only the only credential I have is He pointed to me. He said, uh, "You know, be my messenger." Uh, and I don't, I, I don't, I, I keep saying, if you if you want to know about me, you're asking the wrong question. Ask me about this man that I serve. Mm-hmm. Ask me about Jesus, and I'll tell you all I can tell you about him. Mm. But let's don't talk about me. I mean, that's not important, really. Mm. And I think that, I think this thing about credentials, I mean, it, this has been this way f- since the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the God's call us and use us because of our credentials or because of our availability or our obedience or he wants to take the most unlikely guy in the world and use him in in the most unlikely way which Mm -hmm. is me (laughs) so yeah i mean our credentials is you just have to look at what's happened and and you just say well these are just ordinary men it must be an extraordinary god that's doing it Mm -hmm. That's right. And by the world standards, Jesus didn't have great credentials either, did he? I mean, no, he, he didn't. Just, who, what good can come out of Nazareth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, again, you have to you have to understand that the world is going to have a value system that's not God's value system. Yeah. And um, and if we, as long as we try to, you know, march to that drumbeat, then honestly, I'm a failure. I wouldn't be the guy that you need to have here uh, mm-hmm. in this ministry, uh, leading it or starting it or whatever. I, yeah. I'm not the one because I could be discredited by many, many ways, mm-hmm. uh, except one. And that is, for some reason, he chose to use me. Yeah, that's right. Well, um, so just to summarize what we talked about, I, I would just I was thinking about coming back to what you said this morning was uh, he spoke the word and I think he speaks the word to us, mm-hmm. you know, and he wrote the word or told us to write it down. And I think he writes the word on our hearts as we, as we get through. But then furthermore, he wants the word to come to life in, in us yeah. through his spirit. Right. I think you've got the connection. <laughs> I think you understand uh, that which he was showing me. Yeah. It's yeah. all three. But it's the third one, the incarnate word, that makes it all happen. And those, those are the testimonies we hear all the time yeah. of, of the life change. And, you know, that's attractive. And mm-hmm. you're like, wow, you know, this is the so anyway. Well, cool. Well, thank you, Rocky. I, uh, I think that helps some people. I, I hope there's people out there listening who are struggling with uh, – God's word who might, maybe they're going to be inspired to not give up yeah. and keep seeking. Yeah. And one thing is, and don't ever discredit yourself because you're an ordinary guy. That's right. That's because, right. you know, there are a lot of us like you. Like oh, yeah. You. Okay. You're, a good, you're a good company. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, anyway, well, uh, yeah, this has been the Influencers Network podcast, and uh, you can learn more about our ministry on at influencers.org. And uh, there's, uh, if you go into resources, you'll see the podcast page, which has all our previous broadcasts and you might want to check a few of those out you can also find them on the itunes podcast app you can find us on there as well we're also on the uversion bible app too we're putting some of our devotionals out there and uh, as rocky always says we're just messengers we're just trying to share what we've seen and and hope that those who need
need it, we'll, we'll find us. And mm-hmm. so that's what we're all about. So anyway, my name is Brian Craig. I'm the executive director. I've been your host today. And uh, I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you today. me.